Randy Young provides us with that glimmer of hope. Hey guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy. Which one do you like? You put it in the cart. You add the ring to the cart. You add the promo code DWZ ring. Makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best, you want to be the best in the game, you want to have the best league in town, go over to trophysmack.com, get that trophy, get that ring, use that code DWZ ring. And let's have a big season. What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday. Or, if you're watching live on YouTube, happy Monday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And on today's show, I'm going to cover a couple of different topics. I'm going to cover my rookie acquisition rates, and I'm going to stack rank the QBs from 2019 and 2020. So no Jerry this week. Jerry typically works late on Monday evenings, but I had to get this out because I am going to be doing a guest spot live Tuesday night with the gang over at the Dynasty Rewind. We're going to be doing a rookie mock draft live on Tuesday and I believe live on YouTube, but I had to get the show recorded because I w- will not have time to be up until one or two in the morning to get a show out for Wednesday. So I'm live on YouTube and Twitter tonight, but I will be in your podcast ears on Wednesday to keep the streak alive. And speaking of podcasts, man, five-star reviews, that is the number one way to support the show. Regardless of platform, I know you can do it on more than Apple. How do I know that? Because we've got 218 and we have 198 on Apple. So whatever you're doing, the fastest way to help us grow the show is if you're watching on YouTube is to subscribe with the notifications turned on. And if you're listening to podcast, hit pause, subscribe to the show, 
leave a rating, leave a review, help us grow. We've had two five-star ratings since the last time we talked. I'm going to knock those out real quick. And the first one goes, I stumbled onto this podcast at the beginning of my dynasty journey a couple of years ago. Finally joined, and it was a great decision. Awesome group, and just a lot of fun. Highly recommend. And that is from B1274949. That's just a lot of numbers. But B, via Apple Podcast, thank you so much for being part of our group. Thank you so much for subscribing and sticking around. And the second one is probably, just to be very candid, my favorite review I've read in some time. And this one reads, I have listened for a few months and have stuck around. The least I could do is donate that 10 seconds. Thanks for the entertainment and takes from the entire team. Don't always agree, but I appreciate the different ways you all present information and don't take yourselves too seriously. Keep it up. Andrew S. at the FF Plebe. F-F-P-L-E-B. Andrew, thank you for getting it. That is exactly what we're trying to do here at the Dynasty Warzone. We're trying to help people with their dynasty rosters, whether that's building, player value. Uh, we do some gambling stuff. We, we do everything. But we don't take ourselves too seriously, but we take the game very seriously. And thank you for taking those 10 seconds. And if you have 10 seconds, like Andrew, it would go a long way. We're at 198 reviews on iTunes. Man, I would love to wake up on Thursday morning to 200. So help us be part of that, and that would be super rad. Uh, and then YouTube, uh, again, if you were subscribed with notifications on to the YouTube channel, you would have already had uh, access to this show. And the YouTube is going to have a lot of killer stuff. All the pods will continue to stream live there, but the, the quick hit stuff will continue. I've got to uh, get a better microphone for my portable camera, because when I do it at the whiteboard in my garage, it sounds like hell. And I don't want to put out poor quality stuff on YouTube, so so bear with me. Uh, but, you know, the mock drafts, we've done two. We did one last week with the FF Smackdown. We did one last night on the Rookie Rundown. And they're so much more fun to enjoy live on YouTube. So head over there. And then Sunday. Sundays, Sundays, Sundays. We're going to have a live show this year in, in season this fall. We're going to be talking DFS. We're going to be talking gambling, props. It'll be the best 90 minutes to start your day. It'll be 11.30 to 1. That's Eastern time before kickoffs of the early slate. And uh, if you're on the YouTube, we're going to be taking questions from YouTube subscribers. So in the comment section on our live feed, you can put in your start sit. You can ask us about how do we feel about a particular line, a trade, whatever. It'll be an hour and a half of a live fun but yet shit show all at the same time. So that's what's going on, guys. I'm going to take out a minute to call uh, call into question our social media. You can find us at Dynasty Warzone on both Instagram and Twitter. And if you're not on social media, you can find us uh, via email. The email is DynastyWarzone at gmail.com. So I'm going to get into my rookie acquisition rates here in just a second, but I want to give you a few reasons why you might want to consider to go over and join up at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. Number one, being a member of the Patreon is your ticket to entry to the roster construction show that I'll be doing on Fridays through July called the Fixer Upper, and it's a great way to support the DWZ. Number two, what are the two V's of dynasty fantasy football? Volume and value. 
And we know there's a lot of Patreons out there, uh, various rates. Ours continues to be five bucks. And what do you get for five bucks? You get into the group chat. You get one-on-one roster help with me or Jerry, if you want Jerry or one of the other members to help you out. You get the bonus podcast every Thursday. And there's a lot for a little. So for five bucks a month, you can join our Patreon and you can hang out with about a, about a hundred, uh, ravaged, crazed dynasty leaguers just like yourself. We're still forming leagues and a lot going on. Uh, you know, every podcast has player valuations. We have a lot of strategy stuff going on and we continue to kick off new leagues. So all of that available to you at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone. And uh, I'm going to get into some of my most owned rookies to date. So this this first segment, I'm going to do the first segment on the rookies that I own the most shares of. And then I will do the rookies that I have zero shares of to date. And I'll kind of give you some, some reasons why. So what I'm talking through is I have 14 rookie drafts, 12 of which are about done. One's wrapping up. I have two yet to go, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to report out on the the 12 that I've already been through, um, so I'll be able to give you a percentage pretty easily. Uh, I'm going to give you the four most acquired players to date. So the first one, uh, and all these guys, ironically, I have three shares of across 12 leagues to date. First guy, Najee Harris. Uh, went... 25 overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round of the NFL draft. I have gotten him as high as the 103, and I've gotten him as low as the 106, and I just couldn't be a bigger fan. Um, I don't want to say failure is not an option. One of my favorite quotes of all time is a uh, Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen is a mixed martial artist and really more of a personality at this point. But he has one of my favorite quotes of all time. And the quote goes, they'll tell you that failure is not an option. And that is wrong. Failure is always an option. Failure is the most readily available option at all time. But it's a choice. You can choose to fail. You can choose to succeed. I feel like Najee Harris is the kind of guy who's always going to choose to succeed. Uh, He's overcome so much. He did his draft party thing from the homeless shelter that he spent time in his life in, and I just feel like if the NFL gets tough for him, he'll work harder and get better. Uh, I know he's 23. I know he went the full four years at Alabama. I just think that he's in for such a huge workload in Pittsburgh. I mean, what's there? I mean, what's there is uh, Anthony McFarlane. I'm not sure if uh, it's not James Conner. It's the other guy who from NC State, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. But they brought Najee in, and it's actually pronounced Najee. I have learned that as well. They brought Najee in to be the bell cow for this team. I, th- I think he'll probably be in the neighborhood of a 75-80% snap share this year. And I know a lot of people, I, the criticism that I've heard for Travis Etienne over Najee is that Travis Etienne is not going to have the offensive line. He's not going to have the quarterback play. Uh, there's fear that Dwayne Haskins could start games, and I get that. But if Dwayne Haskins starts games for the Pittsburgh Steelers, then they're going to have a really good draft pick in 2022. Maybe they get Sam Howe. Maybe they get Spencer Rattler. So that's not going to dissuade me from not taking more Najee. I've got two drafts left. I've got the 
103 in a super flex and the 101 in a one QB. Those are my last two drafts left. Could wind up with as many as five total shares of Najee, but he is the guy that I'm a big fan of. I do have two ETNs, so I'm, I'm about balanced on the two, but on a contender especially, if you're a contending roster that just happens to have a high pick or you're a contender that can move your 110 or 111 from last year plus something to get in range to draft him, I would certainly consider it. I think he's going to be great coming out of the gates in 2021. My next guy, Javian Hawkins, uh, undrafted free agent for the Atlanta Falcons. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are really hype, and I, this this strikes me as odd, but they're really hype for veteran journeyman Mike Davis, and I get it, but what are they hanging their hat on? They're hanging their hat on his RB11 finish in 2020 due to the fact that Christian McCaffrey got hurt in Carolina. So my first question is, is that you're excited about like a 31-year-old journeyman who is going on to his third team in his third year? I don't get it. I mean, the guy went from the C- actually four, four teams in four years. He went from the Seahawks to the Bears, to the Panthers, and now to the Falcons. And I just I, I just look at the starters on this offense and I think to myself, okay, you got Julio Jones, old, but still extremely electric. You've got Calvin Ridley, uh, you know, going into year four, extremely electric. You drafted Kyle Pitts, fourth overall, extremely, extremely electric. And at running back, we're going to run. We're going to run out old ass busted Mike Davis. I don't think so. Now, do I think Javian Hawkins is like a bell cow James Robinson type? I do not. I do not at all. I think Javian Hawkins is the kind of guy who will have value in 2021 later in the season. I think as a rookie, he's going to have to come in and uh, earn earn some carries. But man, the guys in Atlanta, I don't want to be rude, but they're trash. Brian Hill, Quadre Olison, and even Mike Davis. I mean, that's the barrier to entry, right? That's the barrier to entry for Javion Hawkins is Mike Davis, Quadre Olison, and Brian Hill. Now hit pause on this podcast and say that again to yourself. And then ask yourself, how much do you want to acquire Javion Hawkins? I've been getting him in the mid to late fourth round in a lot of leagues, and I, I think there's a great value. Uh, do I think I'm going to get the again the next James Robinson? No, but do I think that I am I getting a guy that could potentially pop a little bit in 2021? Yes, I do. He's going to an offensive-minded coach, great offense. I just listed all the skill position guys. Uh, they still have uh, Hayden Hurst. I, I still like Russell Gage. I mean, that's a good ass offense. And if they want some juice, man, I could see JV and Hawkins being the juice in that backfield. So where I'm getting him again, late, mid to late fourth, even the fifth, absolute steal. That is the guy that I also have three copies of across my 12 drafts. So again, Najee and Javion, 25% acquisition rate on both those guys. This next guy, kind of a bit of a homer pick, and I'm, I, don't have a, I don't have my soundboard hooked up. Uh, kind, of a, kind of a homer pick, but Kyler Grayson, Taken in the fourth round by the Indianapolis Colts. If you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know that I am a big Indianapolis Colts fan, but I'm also trying to leave my analyst hat on and be very, very aware 
uh, of what I'm putting out there. Now, I do have three copies of Kyler as well. So again, 25% acquisition rate. And why do I like him? I like this offense, guys. Uh, I mean, what are his barriers to entry with the Colts? It's Mo Alley-Cox, which we've seen flashes of. And they did put a second-round tender on in restricted free agency. But I don't know. Uh, I'm not overly intimidated or scared by Mo Alley. And then Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle, great guy. Uh has a little bit of an injury history, and it's worth a shot. I mean, where you're getting him, I got him in, again, the mid-fourth round, uh, some third round even in some tight end premium leagues. I don't think third round, but fourth round for sure. Um, And I missed out on him in an auction. He went for like $18. To put that in perspective, Kyle Pitts went for $660 in this auction. This guy went for $18. And I missed banking on on the offense. You know, we saw Trey Burton last year in the Indy offense. We saw him, you know, have some flashes. Do I think that they'll ever settle on one? No. But this is the kind of lottery ticket that you're looking to put on taxi squads. Why wouldn't you put a Kyler Grayson on your taxi squad? And if he hits, he hits. If you put him on your taxi squad and they were to cut Jack Doyle after the end of the season and it's him and Mo Alley, okay. A lot of tight ends have broken out in year three plus. I mean, we just saw Logan Thomas. I don't think that Kyler Grayson will ever be a Logan Thomas, but he's got potential, and the offense is right, and the quarterback likes the tight end. So, again, it's a flyer late in drafts, and that's why I have so much Kyler Grayson. I don't think we've heard enough about him as maybe the tight end four in this class. Other tight ends that I like are clearly Pitts. I don't, duh. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, I love his situation in Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh's building a nice little offense. And in 2022, they're going to plug a quarterback in there, whether it's a journeyman like a Derek Carr or not not really a journeyman because Derek Carr has not traveled all over, but like a veteran like a Derek Carr. Or they may go rookie. Again, Sam Howell, uh, Spencer Rattler, something like that. But they're building something. And I think Indy's doing the same thing. For Carson Wentz, you know you're going to get Paris Campbell back and healthy. Hopefully, you've got Michael Pittman, you got Ty for one more year. Uh, they brought back Zach Pascal. Uh, not as much juice as maybe the Atlanta Falcons, but I do see a world where Kyler Grayson could flash and is definitely worth a taxi stash in your tight end premium. And the last player that I've acquired three shares of again for a 25% acquisition rate is Sam Darnold. And I know what you're going to say, but 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 Memphis, he's he's not a rookie. And you're right, he's not. But Sam Darnold, I have managed to acquire three additional shares of Sam in rookie drafts this year, and I'll kind of break those down. So first, uh, I did this while I was in Florida. This was a YouTube-only show the week that Sam was acquired by the Panthers. And I, I broke down some of the reasons that I liked him. And then on last week's show... Uh, veteran winners in free agency. Uh, I think Sam Darnold had a hell of a week last week. They traded Teddy Bridgewater to Denver. Okay, there goes any clear-cut competition on the team. They could have drafted Justin Fields at the 108. Didn't. Another vote of confidence. And then after the draft, they picked up his fifth-year offense. Um, excuse me, his fifth-year option. So that's three votes of confidence in, in, in one weekend. Uh, I, I know that he could be a short-term play. I know that if he craps the bed, that it's going to be a one-year asset. But where I'm acquiring him and how I'm acquiring him, I don't mind the risk. I, I, I truly don't. Um, 
I'm getting Joe Brady as the offensive coordinator uh, who made Teddy Bridgewater the QB 18. So I'm acquiring, I feel like even if he can just throw 15 touchdowns like Teddy, I can get a mid, a mid-level QB2 out of Sam, and I'm getting Christian McCaffrey, I'm getting DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, Matt Rule, uh, an improved offensive line. So I love it. So how did I acquire him? Well, I acquired him in three leagues. One league in Trade Attic 7, Superflex League. I gave up the 109, and in return, I got Sam Darnold and a 20-22 second. Now, I'm a contender in this league. I'm actually the back-to-back champion, and I've got Carson Wentz. I had Tom Brady. I did trade Tom Brady during this draft as well. I've got Carson Wentz. I've got Josh Allen. Needed a QB3. Wasn't sure of what I would be getting out of Mac Jones, who was the only QB left on the board at this time, and I'm clearly into Sam Darnold. So I traded my 109, got back that second, and got Sam Darnold. So I put a little draft capital back on my roster, and I got Sam in another league, Dynasty, uh, the Ultimate Dynasty Podcasters League. I traded the 110, uh, and it worked out. Again, this is a league where I have Tom Brady and Jared Goff, no real other QB on the, on the board, uh, and my gamble paid off. Uh, I would not have gotten a QB at 110, so getting Sam at 110 fills a need, on a team where I can contend. I've got Stefan Diggs. I've got George Kittle. I've got Kenny Galladay. I've got Cooper Cup. I've got Cam Akers. I've got Austin Eckler. So this is a team that I can clearly contend with, but I need that third quarterback in case something happens or in case Jared Goff just reverts back to rookie year Jared Goff. So um, that's how I managed to acquire three additional shares. Oh, And the fourth one, I traded the 111 straight up with our very own Kyle of the FF SmackDown. This is a Superflex IDP league. I gave up the 111. Again, similar situation. I had two QBs. One was Joe Burrow. One was Carson Wentz. And uh, why not add a third quarterback to the mix? I I would like to think I can compete in this league. Got another solid team. So those are the guys. I've managed to acquire three copies of all of those guys across 12 leagues. So all four of those guys, 12, uh, 25% ownership acquisition rate. I am now going to transition to four guys I have a zero, zero shares of to date. Doesn't mean that I won't. It just means that I haven't. Um, first guy, Justin Fields. I know that I, I feel like I'm all alone. I'm alone on an island with Justin Fields. Now, in fairness, I'm going to do my stack rankings of quarterbacks here in just a minute. But Justin Fields, so, so here's the head-scratcher for me. About two weeks ago, the Dynasty and Fantasy world thought that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy were less than brilliant. Uh, Evan Silva and the Podfather did a takedown episode of the Chicago Bears and their tenure as the front office and head coach there in Chicago. And now all of a sudden these guys gave up a ton of draft capital to go up to go up to, to get Justin Fields and all is for, forgiven. And I don't really understand that. Uh, I, I like I like the fact that they're invested in him. Uh, some of the things that make me nervous is Matt Nagy. The one thing that Mitchell Trubisky did well, the one thing, not a great thrower of the football. I, I do not... I do not disagree with that. Not a great thrower of the football, but he was a good runner. He was a good scrambler. And they never really did a lot of designed runs for him. 
So my fear for Justin Fields is that, is Matt Nagy a, my offense is my offense, and you're going to run my offense, or, you know, is he going to get a new offensive coordinator and head coach next year? I don't know. I have a lot of questions with this landing spot. I'm asking myself, why did Denver pass on him when they clearly are interested in the quarterback? Every report you read, they're interested in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they've had talks with other teams about other quarterbacks. The Carolina Panthers passed on him. Uh, I think David Tepper is one of the sharpest owners in the league and certainly one of the richest from his time on Wall Street as a hedge fund guy. Uh, just the, the San Francisco 49ers gave up three picks to go up and get Trey Lance. So what am I not seeing with Justin Fields? Now, in fairness, he is still my QB3 in the class. I have it as T-Law, I have it as Lance, and I have it as Fields. But as of where he's been going, which has been consistently around the 103 in Superflex, that's more than I want to pay. I have a 103 left. I have two drafts left, and in one of those two drafts, I am at the 103, and it is a Superflex. And as of today, my three QBs in that league are Carson Wentz. I have a lot of Carson Wentz, in, in case you couldn't tell. Carson Wentz, Jimmy Garoppolo, and maybe Dak. I don't remember, but I could use a, a more solid QB3. I would love if someone took Fields or Najee or someone else at 102 so that Lance slid to me at 103 so I could stack him and Jimmy G, as I think Lance is going to be a, uh, a an asset you're going to have to be patient with. But we'll see. I, I don't see myself acquiring any Justin Fields. So that's why, as of today, at his current ADP, I have uh, zero shares. This next guy uh, will probably get me a little bit of hate, but you know I'd rather be honest with you and have you respect me than lie to you and have you love me. Uh, that's Kyle Pitts. Zero shares to date. Um, the one league where I had a realistic shot of getting him would have been in that auction, but I didn't have enough money. 660 some odd dollars was more than I had to spend. And where I've drafted in the top three or four, he was gone. I had one 104, one 105. And in the 104, it was a tight end premium must start to, and he was the second player off the board. It went T-Law. It went Pitts. I've not really been in a position where I've been staring down the draft board, and he's been on it when I've been on the clock. I can't tell you that I would pull the trigger. Uh, for me, I have him as the sixth player off the board in a Superflex tight end premium. I know that will not be popular with some, but I have my board as T-Law, as Lance, as Najee, as ETN, as Fields, as Pitts. Those are my top six as of today. doesn't mean that I don't like Pitts. It just means that for him to return that draft capital, he's going to have to be top six as a rookie and then move into top three starting in 2022. Can he do it? Absolutely. Will he do it? I have no idea. And if I'm drafting 101, 102, 103 in a super flex, tight end premium, I would much rather go with one of the quarterbacks or running backs and then get Pat Fryermuth at the turn at the 203. Uh, I love his situation in Pittsburgh. I mentioned that earlier. So where he's going, I have yet to wrangle up any Kyle Pitts. My third guy, number three, Rashad Bateman. This is less about the talent, more about the situation. Um, I'm not going to beat you guys about the head and neck with numbers, uh, as we've already done that. 
but I don't like the fact that he was smaller than advertised, and that's that's not to be a surprise. Uh, college programs lie all the time about how tall a player is, how much a player weighs, and that's cool. But you know, to be six foot flat and 190 pounds, and it's the volume. It's it's just simple mathematics. I've done the math. Uh, our boy. Lamar Jackson, he attempts 26.9 passes per game over his 30 games as a starter. He completes about 65%. That's about 17 balls a game. So Rashad Bateman would literally have to get like 7 of 17 completions on the reg to be in that wide receiver 1 category. I think on your dynasty and fantasy teams, he's going to be a wide receiver 2-3. And... This is just a, a very positive game script team. They're not going to be behind a lot. There's going to be Hollywood. There's going to be um, the tight end. I'm drawing. Oh, uh, Andrews, Mark Andrews. Uh, they they brought in Sammy Watkins. I just I don't know how the distribution of targets is, is going to be. So where I've seen him go at the back end of the first, I have taken like uh, Jalen Waddle uh, at the 111. The one 111 pick that I had, I took Jalen Waddle over Bateman, and over this next guy, Devonta Smith. So I have Devonta Smith as like my wide receiver four in this class. It's not about him. It's about the offense. I truly believe that the head coach in Philadelphia is the worst head coach in the NFL. Congratulations, Zach Taylor. You just got a promotion. You are now the second worst head coach in the NFL. Man, I, Nick Sirianni from his time here in Indy seemed to be a really nice guy. But I have no idea. And if Devonta Smith tanks this year, and I don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to be, he threw 148 passes as a rookie. He completed 77. That's 52%. I have no idea what this offense is going to look like. They've still got the two tight ends. They've got a mess load of running backs back there. they still got Jalen Rager. They still have just a lot. So I'm on a very wait-and-see attitude with Devonta Smith. And if he, if he shows flashes, and I certainly think that he will, I think he's a tremendous wide receiver, I think he'll show enough flashes that he's worth picking up this time next year, but not so many flashes that he'll be unacquirable this time next year. So for me, the four guys I have zero shares of are Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, Rashad Bateman, and Devonta Smith. So I'm going to take a quick timeout. I'm going to get a sip of my water and we are going to hear a word from our friends over at Viridian Global. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season just kicking off. A Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some, some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself and our graphics guru, Maddie, a.k.a. at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V-E-R-I-D-I-A-N, Global, ViridianGlobal.com, search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t-shirts, 
hats, accessories, everything that we have available to you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. Thanks to our friends over at Viridian Global. Man, I've got some new shirts on the way. I'm working with a new designer to bring you some fresh and pretty cool new designs. We're going to stick with the military theme here at the Dynasty War Zone. That's the theme we inherited when Jerry and I started this podcast, and we are just going to roll with it. Speaking of rolling with it, I am now going to stack rank the last two QB classes, and uh, I was going to go one down to ten, but I always like the anticipation of going ten down to one. So the last two classes, I've got five from each. The number 10 quarterback over the last two years for me, Jordan Love. Now, that doesn't mean that Jordan Love is a turd. I think Jordan Love is kind of worth going out and acquiring in Superflex and two QB leagues. Do I think he's going to be any good? I have no idea. Zero. Don't know. But I do know that his head coach is a pretty good offensive mind. I know that they drafted a wide receiver that I like in Amari Rodgers. They showed some flashes out of tight end uh, Robert Tanyan last year, and they still have arguably the best overall receiver in the NFL in Devontae Adams. They have a very good offensive line, and that just doesn't mean that, that Jordan Love is a pile of trash. We really need a season. And right now, I just traded the two, I traded Jordan Love for the 205 in an IDP league. I needed some linebacker help, I was good at quarterback. And I traded him for the 205. If I could get him for the 205, and I and I had Aaron Rodgers, or I wanted to take a flyer, dude, Gutekunst and uh, Murphy and the and the crew in the front office at Green Bay, they need to know what they have in this guy. So, I think at some point sooner rather than later. And I think we keep hearing all this smoke about uh, Rodgers because the cap hit goes down to like 14 million after June 1st. And if they deal him, that'll be the time they deal him. And if they do, Jordan Love's price will clearly go up as he will be the pretty much forced into action starter in a good offense in Green Bay. My number nine quarterback from the last two classes is Tua Tungavailoa. And I know I'm going to get hate from this, especially from the Debbie community, but I give zero shits. Uh, I, I, I saw what I saw last year. And I know that I could be wrong. They've given him every opportunity to be successful, whether it's bringing in Will Fuller. They still have Devontae Parker. They drafted Jalen Waddell. They have Mike Gusecki. They have brought in Hunter Long. Uh, they brought in Eichenberg, the tackle from Notre Dame. Literally, the Miami Dolphins have done for Tua what the Browns did for Baker last year. The Browns gave Baker everything. They improved the offensive line. They brought in OBJ. They brought in Austin Hooper. They drafted uh, Hunter Bryant. They have Jarvis Landry. They drafted Donovan Peoples-Jones. This year they brought in Anthony Schwartz. I mean, they've given Baker every opportunity, and I think that's what Miami's going to do with Tua. But here's the thing about Baker. He's never finished higher on a season than QB 17 for an entire season in standard QB scoring. So, QB9 for me is Tua. QB8 is Mac Jones. Now, Mac Jones, if Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith think Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua, who am I to argue? He's got Bill Belichick. He's got a great offensive coordinator in Josh Daniels. 
regardless of what we think about him as a person. I do worry about the weapons. I do like the upgrade of Janu and Hunter Henry. I, I don't know if, if it's ever good to say that I like any of those wide receivers, but I, I just like the opportunity. Now, Mac, you may have to sit on for a year. Uh, it's weird. If, and I said this on the rookie rundown this week. If Josh McDaniels can create an offense that both Mac Jones and Cam Newton can thrive in, then that man's doing something. That man is an offensive genius because Mac Jones does not play the quarterback position the way that Cam plays the quarterback position. It's going to be a really interesting year in New England, but Mac Jones is my QB8 over the last two years, 19 and 20. My QB7 is Jalen Hurts. Now, this is a weird combination of the front office in Philadelphia. This is what I saw in one year in the pros. This is the lack of draft capital. This is the fact that the Eagles could be absolutely terrible and in position to draft a quarterback next year. But I do like the fact that they're going to give him every opportunity to either fail or succeed. And we'll know very quickly in the NFL. Now, for fantasy... We'll probably get away with it. He's going to have a great rushing floor to elevate his value weekly. But the reason why I had him seventh as opposed to a little bit higher over the last two years is the draft capital. And I think he could be drugged down due to no fault of his own by a bad head coach. Again, I think Nick Sirianni is the worst head coach in the league currently. Could that change? Sure. Could I be wrong? Absolutely. But for me, as I know of it now, Jalen Hurts is my QB7 over the last two years. My QB6 is Zach Wilson. Um, my concern with him is a lot less about his talent and a more about the personality fit. Small town Utah kid going from Provo, Utah to the mean streets of New York. Uh, Defensive-minded head coach. I do like Mike LaFleur as I think he'll bring a great offense with him. I like the improved offensive line with... Elijah Vera Tucker to go along with Makai Becton. Uh, I like the improved weapons. I'm uh, not sure about Michael Carter, uh, LaMichael P. Ryan. I don't know how that backfield is going to shake out. They could have brought in a tight end. Maybe maybe Chris Herndon is finally a thing. Uh, love, absolutely love Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Corey Davis. So I see a world where he could be productive. It's really going to come down to his fit in the offense and uh, when are they going to give him an alpha wide receiver and an alpha wide receiver one? And if anyone pops up in my mentions and tells me that Denzel Mims is an alpha one, I will slap you. I will slap you so hard. Never mind. I just don't think Denzel Mims. I think Denzel Mims is a great complimentary piece. I just don't think he's a volume hog alpha, a proper alpha, if you will. My QB, number five, Justin Fields. And I mentioned him earlier as to why I have zero shares to date. And why I have him at five ahead of Hertz, ahead of Wilson, Jones, is this is a bet on the player. But I'm hedging my bet because I don't trust the GM and I don't trust the head coach. I mean, two weeks ago, we thought that this GM was as inept as any GM in the league. He traded up for, for Trubisky and, you know, there was the Cleo Mack trade and, I know there's been some things that haven't worked out in Chicago's fashion, and I, like I said, I do believe in the player. I do believe in the talent. Six foot three, two hundred twenty-seven pounds, a tremendous athlete. But is Matt Nagy and is Bill Lazor gonna create an offense that's gonna work for him? 
I do not want a head coach that says, I run this offense and you're going to run this offense. I want a guy like John Harbaugh who's going to bring in a guy who's a tremendous athlete like Lamar Jackson. I want a guy like Sean McDermott who's going to bring in a Josh Allen. And we're not going to say, hey, this is what we do. We're going to do what you can do, and we're going to accentuate that, and we're going to kind of protect some of your flaws, and we're going to coach you up as you learn, as you go. And if they do that for Justin Fields, he could be the biggest steal on this board as the QB5. But as of today, knowing what I know now, I have to say Justin Fields is my QB5 over the last two draft classes. My QB4 is Trey Lance. Now, this is the kind of player that you're going to have to have plenty of patience. And look around your leagues. If you have a GM in your league who took Trey Lance in your rookie draft, and you just know them not to be patient, it's just a matter of biding your time. You just have to sit back, let him get impatient, let Trey Lance not play, because that's how life works. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo has missed, I think it's been 34 of 64 games. Like, he's only started 30 games in four years with the Niners. So it's only a matter of time before Trey Lance sees the field, but that's how life works. This will be the year that, like, one other time that Jimmy G's actually played every single game. And if you're a Trey Lance fan like I am, you want Jimmy G to play every single game because then you can go out and try to acquire him later in the regular season, maybe before your league's trade deadline, uh, something like that. But you just got to be patient. So uh, if Jimmy G gets hurt, he'll be forced into action sooner. But this is a win-now team. Uh, he's only got 17 college starts. I think you've heard that until you want to throw up. You know what? It doesn't dissuade me at all. I'm a big Trey Lance guy, and I have no problem putting him on the back end of my taxi squad until he's ready to go. All right, my QB3 over the last two draft classes, ranking the 10. Number three, Joe Burrow. Joe's got all the tools. He's now got all the weapons with Jamar Chase. He's got T. Higgins. He's got Tyler Boyd. I want to see something out of Drew Sample. They've got a healthy Joe Mixon. Healthy for now. Healthy Joe Mixon. Uh, by the way, a little low-key stash worth stashing in uh, Dynasty Leagues. Puka Williams. Uh, not necessarily the greatest running back in the world, but I think the guy's good enough to steal just a little bit of work, maybe not the entire Giovanni Bernard role, but might steal enough to where he could be useful or flippable in your dynasty roster. And in my rookie drafts, he's went very late. But back to Joe Burrow. Again, all the tools, all the weapons. My only fear for Joe Burrow is the ownership, which is the ownership slash GM, Mike Brown. Uh, he's still managing and running this team like it's 1984. And he is yet to bring this thing into the new millennium and the head coach. I did congratulate Zach Taylor earlier. Uh, now that Nick Sirianni's in the league, Zach Taylor is no longer the worst head coach in the league. I just believe he's the second worst head coach in the league. I do like the volume. I do like how much they put the ball in the air in Cincinnati. I love the weapons. I love the fact that the defense is bad. They play it in a division where offense is going to be needed to keep up because you got Lamar and the, and the Ravens. you got Ben and the Steelers. you got Baker and the Browns. And so Joe Burrow is going to put fantasy points in your roster, on your team, each and every week. Now, my QB2 over the last two years, 10 quarterback rankings total, it is Trevor Lawrence. And I know you're going to say, what? You don't have Trevor Lawrence number one? No, I do not. 
I do love the talent, but I hate the team. You, if, if, if I thought Mike Brown and the Cincinnati Bengals were inept, Shad Khan and his son Tony Khan said, hold my beer. Um, these guys own a European soccer league team, and they're equally poorly run a soccer club as the Jaguars are a football team. Now, I do like the initi- the additions of Travis Etienne. I like tackle, tackle Walker Little. Uh, they did add a tight end named Luke Farrell. I don't know much about him. Uh, they did bring in Marvin Jones as a veteran presence in this Daryl Bevel offense. Um, they already had LaVisca. They already had DJ Chark. So he's going to have plenty of weapons. They have a pretty good offensive line. My other question is, is how is Urban Meyer as a head coach? You know, I, and I, I, I listen to a lot of smart people. Um, I like Colin Cowherd. I know a lot of people don't. I, th- I think if you get past some of the horse shit, he's actually incredibly intelligent and incredibly well-connected in the NFL. And, you know, he talked about how Urban Meyer was one of the smartest people that he ever met or ever talked to about football in their time together at Fox. And this is a guy, you know, what, whatever you think about Colin, man, he's, he's patched into Telesco and Ballard. And he spends time with Jimmy Johnson, former Dallas head coach. So I, I do believe that Colin has, a, has an understanding of this, guys. And he, and he believes Urban's really smart. But he, much like me, can't figure out if Urban Meyer is going to be Jimmy Johnson or is he going to be Chip Kelly. As successful as Nick Saban has been at Alabama, he was a bust as a head coach in Miami. So I don't know. Uh, I do believe that Trevor Lawrence is transcendent. I was fortunate enough to live in a state with a transcendent QB talent and Andrew Luck, and I watched Chuck Pagano, and I watched um, Ryan Grigson absolutely suck the soul and the life out of that man's career. Now, do I think they'll do that with... uh, Do I think that, that Urban is as bad of a head coach as Chuck Pagano? I don't know yet. But for all those reasons, my number one quarterback over the last two classes, five in 2020, five in 20. 21 is Justin Herbert. You know, Ric Flair put it best. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, Justin Herbert is the man. Set a lot of rookie records in LA. Didn't even play the first game. And I love the fact that the Chargers continue to do what the really good teams, again, Baltimore did for Lamar. Buffalo did for Josh Allen. The Chargers continue to add pieces and weapons to make this guy better. They went out and got Pro Bowl center Corey Lindley from the Green Bay Packers. They drafted Rashawn Slater at 13th overall to really help bolster this offensive line. They brought in a wide receiver that I really liked in Josh Palmer to go along with Mike Williams on his fifth-year option. Another reason why I like Josh Williams, by the way. Um, Keenan Allen. Uh, they brought in Jared Cook at tight end. Um, and they brought in a tight end prospect in Trey McKitty. I really like Brandon Stokely, the head coach. I believe, if memory serves me correctly, that Stokely was a quarterback himself at Dayton University. And I saw firsthand what he did with the L.A. Rams defense. I think the guy's an incredible football mind. I think he's a savant. And I cannot wait to see what he does with the L.A. Super Chargers. So there they are, number 10, Jordan Love, number 9, Tua Tungavailoa. Number eight, Mac Jones. Number seven, Jalen Hurts. Number six, Zach Wilson. Number five, Justin Fields. Number four, Trey Lance. Number three, Joey Burrow. Number two, Trevor Lawrence. 
And last but not least, because he's number one, is Justin Herbert. That's how I personally stack rank for Dynasty the last two draft classes of QB. So there you go. If you're watching live on YouTube, I appreciate it. Uh, I hate these one-man shows, but it is necessary. I committed to doing this rookie draft, and I am damn sure going to do it, but I've also been committed to about 150 straight Wednesdays here at the DWZ, and I'm also committed to my sleep because I don't want to be up till 2 in the morning recording podcast. I can't sit in this chair that longer, that long either. Maybe I need to inv- in, uh, invest in a new chair. But uh, I'm getting ready to get out of here. I want to tell you about one last sponsor before I play the commercial. That's Hate Brand Goods. Uh, I will tell you, and I will post a picture on my social media, the best purchase I've made in 2021 are their new premium joggers. They're black. Uh, I, I never would have thought in a million years this style would have appealed to me. Uh, but, man, they, they fit perfectly. They look great. Uh, I wear them, like, every weekend. Just It's it's my go-to pair of shorts. And I'm sorry, my, my go-to pair of joggers right now until the weather gets warm enough to where I go full shorts all the time. I highly encourage you to go over to the, T-H-E-H-V-I-I-I.com, thehate.com, and check out all the products. Um, it's unique. It's fresh. They're doing new launches all the time. If you're into the Mandalorian, their normal logo is old school pirate pistols crossed over to create an X. They did a version of that logo with the Mandalorian blasters, and it says, this is the way. Some really cool stuff. And if you go over there, man, just go over there and check them out. Maybe you pick something up. Maybe you don't. But if you do, use promo code MEMPHIS. That is MEMPHIS, like my nickname and the city, M-E-M-P-H-I-S. Use promo code MEMPHIS at checkout, and you will save some dollars. So there you go. Wanted to get you a show. About, eh, as I see the counter, about 45 minutes of goodness. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for tolerating the solo show. And I want to give a special shout out to John McGlynn. Now, John does work with the Goat District guys. He does great stuff on Twitter. He said, Memphis, if you ever have to do one of these solo shows again, I would be more than happy to jump on with you and help you record a show. First of all, if you're not following John McGlynn on Twitter, you're not doing it right. Second of all, John's good people. But uh, it was just easier for my schedule just to jump on and cut a solo show. So uh, giving Jerry the week off, maybe he'll jump on and do a mock draft with us this week. But make sure you're subscribed over at YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Subscribe. Just hit the subscribe button, and you'll be good. You'll never miss shows like this again early uh, and ad-free for the most part here on the YouTube version. So anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you for watching. Thanks for tuning in. And remember... Here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. I'll see you back here real soon. All right, I'm going to take a second time out and do a little word for our friends over at Hate Brand Goods. Now, this is the home of the goat shorts. If you go to Hate Brand Goods, that is the HVIII.com and just search their goat shorts. Those are the bomb. You see so many people right now on Twitter tweeting hashtag FFFitClub. When you see me tweet that, the shorts that I am wearing are hate brand goat shorts. They've got floral. They've got unique designs in the goat shorts. 
as well as, you know, they have your basic black and, and some solid colors in there too, as well as other stuff, man. They've got joggers. They've just released a new tie-dye collection and so much more. And what is Hate Brand Goods? Hate Brand Goods is the apparel company of Matt Vincent. Matt is a former two-time world champion in the Highland Games. That's the Scottish Highland Games. And he was a collegiate thrower at LSU. He's also one of the most unique people to follow on Instagram because he's a really, really good dude. And he's helping people get fit in his own unique way. One of the personal go-tos of me personally. So if you stick around at the end of this podcast, just as we go off the air, there'll be a little you know, minute or two of, of Matt telling us about the meaning behind hate brand. And if you go to thehviii.com, and use promo code MEMPHIS, that's MEMPHIS at checkout, you will save some money if you purchase anything. Again, the goat shorts, the joggers, the t-shirts, the unique collections. If you're looking for something really cool to rock this spring and summer, look no further than hatebrand.com. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say... My favorite part about the Depth of Patreon is the uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat